what's good, world? This is Kude Live with your boy Khalil Slaughter and Brian Kelly. Brian and I have been friends since, what was that, 2004, 2005? I'll give you 2005. We sat at the same lunch table. He was kind of a dick at first. Uh, had his, yeah. In my uh, defense, in my defense, right. let me paint you a picture. Okay. Right? I, was in, I was in middle school, all right? right? <laughs> I didn't have any friends, right? I had I had no friends. So so at lunch, everyone would sit together, but I didn't have anyone to sit with. You know what I mean? I maybe had one or two kids to sit with. And because we our school was in the suburbs and we were predominantly white, you know, the the six black kids we had in our school sat right. at one half of the table. Right. And then none of the preppy white kids, they were all afraid, but I didn't have a choice. <laughs> And that's really how our friendship started. Oh my god, the fucking so we were at the misfit table. Is that yeah. what happened? Oh yeah. shit. Yeah. Oh my god, a nice motley group of young men, <laughs> the fucking movers and shakers of the future sitting like, at the table. And and like don't get it twisted, like this isn't like an 8 mile story either. Like I wasn't like the 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 down with it like cool white kid. Like I was like a white guy in a Marlon Wayne's movie. Like oh, I you- was like an overly white white kid oh hell yes hell yes it was kind of like who the fuck is this guy yo yeah i remember that i like looked down there and i remember like you know can 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 we name drop real quick for for the sake of because i remember i remember paul i remember mike adolf i remember zen brewski and i remember you with the fucking you had some badger fucking thing going on with your hair some fucking honey badger shit going on and i'm like look at this fucking guy and it, it was funny because i was new that year too so while you were saying that you ain't had no friends it was like i ain't had no the first friend i had was fucking sam turner that tells you a lot about me so um, yeah i wasn't new they i was i was right right you were <laughs> yo you were established yo these motherfuckers have seen you and somehow some way the stars were aligned and you ended up at the Being, black table, well, at the half black. You were at the half, the half calf. So yeah, yeah. But uh, nah, I was talking. Yeah. So I mean, that's where it all started. So 2004, 2005, Brian and I shared uh, lunch table, and ultimately we began to scheme together. And and uh, it, it, it is kind of funny, like looking back on it. I'm like, damn, bro. I was 14. I just turned 28. We got 14 years in, man. So you yeah, know, give yourself a pat crazy. on the back. Must be a right? hell of an honor, you know. Um, but uh. But yeah, so a little bit about me. Do you, should I go, should I go first? Yeah, yeah. Throw, throw, throw all right, in. so pretty much. All right, so I mean, just to piggyback off of yeah, so back to two thousand four, two thousand five. I was uh, thirteen years old, very impressionable. Came from the rough streets of Philadelphia, West Philadelphia, to be precise. Please do not start breaking out into the fucking fresh, the Fresh Prince theme song. I've heard it my whole uh, adolescent years. Um, but yeah, I uh, came out to Aston, uh, one of the few blacks in Aston, the first time I've ever experienced uh, suburbia, the idea of what suburbia is in America, pretty much everything that I saw in a Nick Cannon movie, and I'm speaking directly to Underclassmen, it's a great movie, I don't know if you've ever seen that, but that was pretty much me when I came out to Aston, I was Nick Cannon and Underclassmen, <laughs> um, I'm a music guy, I'm a black guy, I often get my character, my character's often challenged by people because I'm expected to be one thing, and then everybody's let down when they find out I'm who I actually am, and um, I do music, I rap, 
was in a band called Roots of Stereo, has done some stuff for the Philly Offensive that was once a thriving Facebook page that I don't know what the fuck happened to it. Do you remember that page, Brian? You remember Dude, Philly, the Philly Offensive? Yeah, the Philly Offensive before it was just like uh the, the uh, Instagram page. Well, yeah, I mean it was just it was just this guy doing skits and they were topical and they were funny, and now it is like the most extreme like right wing right. people versus right. the most extreme left wing people. And it's just a fight every day. I don't, I, I don't even think I follow the page anymore. I mean, it's just too much. Honestly, you know? bro, it, it's pretty fucked up. Can we start? Can we piggyback off of this? It's pretty yeah, fucked yeah. up, honestly. I When that page first came up, I was so on board. I was like, yo, the Philly offensive, like everything. First off, what intrigued me the most were the views. I was like, fuck yeah. Like, like this dude, like anything Philly related, I think whether you're from Delco, whether you're from Jersey, whether you're from Delaware, you're still going to gravitate towards Philly. So when you see Philly on something with hella numbers, hella traffic, it, it just gets you excited as is. It's like, oh, that's representing us. Um, but yeah, I was I was doing something with, uh, I did the theme song for him. He was supposed to be coming out with a uh, a Netflix show. And as you see, Netflix is giving shows to every fucking body, giving mm-hmm. stand-ups to everybody. Um, shows get canceled. People get canceled on cable television and Netflix picks them up and gives them opportunity. I think it's fucking awesome. Um, but yeah, Philly Offensive started off is, I mean, we already knew that it was scripted comedy and they were really pushing the envelope. And, you know, he really uh, bashed like, you know, uh, welfare leeches and, and junkies and stuff like that. So actually when I went into working with JJ of the Philly Offensive, that's the dude that runs it. And I did the um, the theme song for it. And actually, in hindsight, when I think about the shit that I was um, rapping about, of course, it was strictly comedy. But I'm like, I, l- I listen back to some of that. I'm like, damn, Khalil, you were a fucking prick for that, man. Because you just, <laughs> yeah, it was like some of the stuff I was saying, especially now, what the Philly Offensive has become with, you know, as you say, yeah, extremely uh, right wing, you know, kind of, it's, it's, it's unfortunate. And I... My name's already attached to it, and if those royalties come in, you know, I'm going to welcome them with open arms, don't get me wrong. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, it's a sad day, you know, sad day in America. Nah, but, uh, nah, shout out to JJ, though. I mean, I think he's still trying to do some shit. Last last thing I saw, he had a keto page. He was trying to do keto. Um, I don't know when the last time he was actually on that page, but... Let me, and, to- and and this isn't directed at anybody, but... Right. Uh, just 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 for sake of keto you know um if you want to do a a keto page let it work first because i've seen so (laughs) i've seen so many instagram handles where it's just like keto you know mr keto and it's like yeah you're eating bacon and cheese but you're fat as fuck and i don't mean that in a mean way you know but you're not you're not really marketing keto the right way exactly exactly it's kind of like show me the finished product make me want to fucking eat pepperoni and cheese and have halitosis breath you know what i mean (laughs) fucking reason show me what's (laughs) on the other side of the hill but i definitely agree with you i still make the mistake yo it's, it's so funny i follow the ketogenic hashtag on instagram and I, I see people on there. It's fucked up because I did keto. Um, Me too. And it okay. works. It, it yeah. does work. It does <laughs> yeah. work. Um, it's hard at first. But of course, the more you get acclimated to it, you just kind of know what you should and shouldn't be eating. Um, 
but it's so funny. Some days I just, I get a kick out of people who fuck up on keto. Like <laughs> people will post the shit and be like, oh man, I had a crazy weekend. You know, I fucking, you know, drank hella booze and ate all of this, but I'm back. You know, I'm back. You know, I, I had my little cathartic, uh, cathartic uh, moment. And now I'm, I'm, I'm a hit this shit full blast once again. I mean, keto, it's like, you know, that's see the thing. It's like a marriage, you know, it doesn't, work if you cheat but look at all the fucking marriages out here where motherfuckers cheat and yeah i mean so. keto turned my dad into an alcoholic um uh, yeah yeah that'll do it man like, you know he was like damn i can't drink beer but you know what i can drink tito's yeah and he just fucking right he doesn't he doesn't actually drink tito's he tells everyone that he drinks costco vodka that he calls tito's but oh my goodness yeah that motherfucker just drinks vodka like it's his job now well i'm not gonna get into my story because it's pretty sad um but but long story long story short you know me me and Khalil grew up together um I ended up moving down to Florida and now I'm like man how can I stay in contact because I mean that was my man I I got in I got in trouble with some drugs that's kind of why I got to Florida some people get kicked out of the house I got kicked out of my state and I was down here and um I was like man like Khalil always reached out to me while I was going through this transition six years ago. And I'm like, I really want to stay in contact with him. But I, when I talk to people, I want to talk to him about substance, you know? Right. And this is like a way that I could <laughs> stay in contact with him and talk about substance. Cause I think it'd be weird. I haven't talked to him six months, called him. Hey, what's up, man? Hey, what do you think about global warming? He'd be like, what? I'm, I don't know, man. I'm just thinking about global warming. Yeah, what do you think about global I'm warming? like, oh, wrong number. Uh, <laughs> not again. <laughs> So yeah, man, that's it. We're just uh, we're two millennials. I I think it's safe to say we're two um, we're two self loathing millennials, and yes. we have no qualifications to give any advice to other millennials. But we're gonna do that anyway. Absolutely. You know, we're gonna talk about current events. We're gonna talk about our, our what us as a generation. What do we put uh, ahead of everything else? You know, what what is our where are our morals at and priorities and and, and all that shit. You know, Word. so. So that's us, man. And oh, we got yeah. it broken up into little segments. And our first segment is breaking news breaking a week news. later. Oh, dun, dun, dun. A week oh, later. Because week we later. don't, re- yeah, we don't do these live. But. Oh, okay, cool. <laughs> I'm about to say, because I don't know what the fuck's going on in this world. So <laughs> get me up to speed, bro. What is going on in, in America? So let's go through some of the, some of the interesting news articles I came across. Right. This, this woman. She used the Owen Wilson method against her husband to try to poison him. So these these two couples, right? This couple, they were in a fight over custody, and she didn't know what the hell she was going to do. And she said, oh, shit. I remember in Wedding Crashers, Owen Wilson poured Visine in Bradley Cooper's water. Oh, no. I heard about this. Oh, my (laughs) God. So that's what she did to her husband. Now, he didn't find out by drinking this. He found out because he clearly saw her do it. So she oh, wasn't slick. Oh, hold on. That was a joke, right? He clearly saw her do it, right? Let's say, yeah, I meant it. Oh, yes. my goodness. You're a genius, man. I am. I am a comedic god. So, <laughs> so oh, shit. He, he grabs the kids, runs, locks up in the bathroom, and, and the, the police come. Obviously, he calls 911. And, she, and this is where, where I was like kind of blown away was she said that she wasn't trying to kill him. She was just trying to make him violently ill. And initially, I'm like, obviously, because you can't kill someone with Visine, right? Wrong. 
Last July, a woman killed her husband by pouring eye drops in his water over several days. That's what I heard about. Okay, because I was like, wait a minute, the dude that I heard about fucking crows, so... Yeah, no, yeah, that was last July. Oh, that's awful. Wow. Mm -hmm. This is it, dude. We're bringing you the... The, the the heavy news. I'm sorry, you know? but hold up, real quick, real quick. Vi Visine is accessible to any fucking body. You telling me that they out here just having this shit on the shelves? We could just fucking. You could just you could just be killing people with it. Couple drops. How many drops does it take to kill somebody? It depends. I mean, see, it's been a while since I smoked weed, but what was that? Uh, what was that one Visine that burnt so well, good? Roto, bro. Roto. Oh, Roto. <laughs> yeah. I feel uh, like that don't take much. Yeah. You know? Oh, hell yeah, man. Rejuvenates all the- It uh, does, man. All the ivory, all, all, all the, the crimson milk, or that, the, the, that, that, that came out wrong. I don't know what the fuck I was trying to say. We're also looking for sponsors, so Roto, if you're out there, we'd be glad to, you know- to hype you up every episode. Yeah, Give us yeah. money. Roto. So the last news story we're going to talk about is the Netflix prank show. Now, did you hear about this? The Stranger Things star Gatton Matarazzo, I think's his name? Maserati? Maz Maserati, the, we'll call the him. One with, the one with the teeth? Yes, Dustin. Okay. Right? Yeah, so yeah, he, yeah. he has this new prank show coming out where they pretend to hire people for a day. And All they right. put, you know, they put him in some kooky situation for a half hour of hilarity because that's, you know, what television is. But right. people immediately took to Twitter, right? And okay. and they're super offended. Why are you going to pick on people that are vulnerable, that can't find a job? You're giving them hope. You're wasting their time. We're going to boycott Netflix, which I'm going to say right now. Bullshit. No, you're not. Yeah, Too nah. many shows are coming out. <laughs> right, but, right. <laughs> but... But Netflix comes back and says, you know, we're keeping the show. Everyone that was hired was hired for one day of work and they were paid upon the agreed amount. And at the end of the day, everyone laughs and had a good time. And it's just like, why are we? And and this is this is another thing that, that, that kind of bothers me with. And it's primarily our generation is like, you see, there's right. no shortage of racism. There's no shortage of hate. There's no shortage of fucking evil. There's so many things to be offended about. So right. stop getting offended over dumb shit. You know, right. stop right. like looking to get offended immediately before you even know the whole story. Oh, absolutely. Yo, people reach and it's like you're exerting your energy on the wrong shit. We got some real problems out here and <laughs> yeah. you motherfuckers won't say a goddamn thing about it, but we're going to talk about Netflix and, 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 and this guy doing this show. Like, yeah, you're right, man. People... It's bigger shit going on. It's like, come on, y'all. Come on, y'all. Get it together. Let the man have his fun. Let the boy have his fun. What the fuck? Yeah. Just let him do his fucking thing or watch yeah. an episode and make a right. fucking state. It was the same right. thing with, uh, what's right. it called? Got boycotted. Um, Bohemian Rhapsody got boycotted. Oh, right? that's, that's, that was an amazing movie. Oh, my God. It was an amazing movie. You saw it, right? Oh, absolutely. Hell yeah. S spoiler alert. Freddie Mercury's gay in fucking Bohemian Rhapsody. And he but died it too. <laughs> yeah. So because it wasn't in the original trailer, people immediately started boycotting it. Wait. They're completely covering up the fact that he is gay, blah, blah, blah. This is based off a two minute, maybe a minute and a half long trailer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And everyone was so offended and the movie came out. And guess what? Freddie was gay in it. <laughs> like... But we were right. just so quick. Oh, I didn't see you. Because you know what? You know it doesn't sell? People banging in a trailer. You're not allowed to do it. You're not allowed to have straight people banging in a trailer. You know right, what I mean? Right. Like, what, what do you think they're going to do? 
You That's know? awesome. Yeah, yo, it, it is. It's, it's a shame, man. Everybody, I feel like, I don't know. I mean, I guess we're going to, is this unwanted? Are we doing unwanted opinions right now? Is that what this is? Transition, transition. Our unwanted opinion this week is art and what our generation has done to art. I'm going to say my hot take and I'll see what Khalil thinks. I think our generation is murdering art. Yeah. Point blank period. For sure. For sure. Um, I don't know. I feel like some shit is just, just stupid. And then other stuff is just pretentious. You know, I feel like some people try a little too much to convey a message through what it is they're doing. And it's not the goal of a message. I don't believe it. I don't believe half the messages I see. You know, I just, I feel it's just like, look at me. That's what we're at today is like, look at me. And then with the, as if you got money and someone that can use audition, like you can become a fucking artist anyway. Right. Right. It's, it's funny, bro. So when I was, I was uh, conversing with my wife about tonight's show and I told her, I said, we're going to be talking about art and how this generation is killing it. And she said, so like rap, like rap music. And I was like, oh shit, y'all hope so. I was like, ah, that's exactly what I thought of when you said that. I, it's a shame. I feel like such an old soul, but that's the first thing I thought of was, was music. And I guess it doesn't just have to be rap music and i don't want to turn this into no it. it's yeah it's it's all music but we could talk rap and then we'll talk other stuff okay but- all right yeah because at, at this point and i'm just gonna get this out real quick i'm not saying anything that's so profound you've probably heard this a million times look man i listen to rap i'm an old soul all my favorite rappers are probably pushing 50 at this point or they're probably dead unfortunately but I don't understand this formula that artists follow now. I don't I don't get when rap started turning into um poppy, poppy kind of stuff. And and maybe, you know what? Let me let me back up a little bit. It's not even the poppy shit. It's it's the I don't know. It makes me not even want to fucking do it anymore. Cause I'm like, damn, how can I compete with these guys? Yo, because it is a formula and music is actually got a science to it now where it's like, if you go back, what was it? Four years. I think that was the first time that I started to read up on it was the Justin Bieber song. Love yourself. Right. Like there's actually a formula to that song. There's certain notes and things like that, that like it, it sparks something in your mind that, if you find someone that doesn't like that song, you're finding someone that's in denial because you're kind of, your brain is wired to enjoy certain sounds and certain music. Wow. And that's why wow. they can really troll us. Like, I think that I think Lil Nas X is a fucking troll. I think okay. he is. I think that old town road is like, yo, we're going to put the necessary formula in. We're going to make this trash ass song and it's going to ride straight to the top of the charts. And that motherfucker has been sitting on the charts for weeks at this point. Yeah. Yo, that song, I can't escape that song either, man. Yeah. The first time I heard it, I mean, don't get me wrong. It was like, and, and I hope I'm not in denial because deep down, bro, I don't like the song. I don't. Um, I heard it. I heard it once. And I don't know. Sometimes I hear songs and I'm like, I feel like I've heard this before. Mm-hmm. And and maybe it's the rep- replication of the formula or maybe not. I remember when single ladies came out. It's interesting that you said, you know, the science behind it. You saw you read something four years ago about 
about it. Um, I remember when Single Ladies came out by Beyonce. And I remember my dad telling me, kind of breaking that down and was telling me about the science behind, of course, I don't remember, uh, you know, specifics, but I remember him saying that about single ladies, something about the way that they produce single ladies, something about the music of it triggers something. Mm -hmm. And I always thought that was interesting. It's kind of like mind control. It's kind of scary. You know, it's, it's almost like, it's almost like, what was the South Park episode? The Brown Note. (laughs) <laughs> wasn't that an episode the brown or that they, they played they all shit yourself they all shit themselves <laughs> and it's like that shit doesn't sound so far-fetched anymore because if you can make songs that are just gonna resonate with people you know and even like you know to here i go again one of the things i'm learning about myself with this podcast thing is that i my mind is just racing and i'm all over the fucking place so please bear with me the one singing, the one scene in Kingsman. Have you seen Kingsman, Brian? Yes. You yes. remember the scene when, when the like the best scene in the fucking movie is when uh, what's his what's what's the actor's name who plays Galahad? What's his name? Uh, uh, Colin Firth. Place. Colin Firth goes into the the Southern Church, and and Samuel oh, Jackson. Hell yeah, yo! Yeah. When he 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 does the thing with the cell phone. The frequency of the cell phone made Colin Firth like loose, made everybody aggressive. But of course, Colin Firth is the 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 fucking super spy so he's just whooping ass you know what i mean he's just whooping ass doesn't realize what's going on until the frequency is turned off and now he's like what the fuck happened i know that's extreme comparing it to music but very possible i don't know very, who knows we who could knows? Be breaking seriously something. who knows um i'll tell you the worst thing about kingsman Samuel L. Jackson, don't ever do a fucking lisp again. Oh my God, that was awful. That was really awful. I remember the first time I tried watching that and it was like, like whose fucking idea was that? It is funny yeah. when, you, when you see, it's kind of like, uh, I never forget when I saw 16 Blocks. I, and I don't really remember 16 Blocks with Bruce Willis and, and Most Deaf. Do you remember that movie? No. Bruce, Bruce no. Willis is supposed to be escorting most deaf. I don't really remove, remember the, the, the premise of it, but all I know is, 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 is Bruce Willis is transporting most deaf. I forget what most deaf, what he knows, what he did, but people are after him. Like crooked cops are after him, him and Bruce Willis is his protector. And what I'm getting at is most deaf uses the most annoying voice if anybody watches the boondocks uh most deaf voice the character named gangstalicious on the boondocks um he used the same fucking voice in 16 blocks and it's just i don't know it just amazes me to think what the fuck were people thinking when they went into certain roles and were like i'm gonna do this watch this i'm sam jackson i'm gonna do something different check this shit out i'm gonna do a fucking lisp (laughs) <laughs> it goes nothing oh yeah what's up motherfuckers <laughs> just doesn't work i'm sorry here i go again yeah so sticking to art which movies are still art so we're still on topic fuck everyone um there was a time where the world was divided between artists and attention seekers and i feel like we're at a point where attention seeking is winning out and now reality shows are the big thing and it's just talent is gone and we're forcing our hand with like and that's why even like these america american idol is really when i like it started where it's like you're just making vanilla like everything you're making vanilla popular and like 
I want you watch that show and you think like, yo, what if Joan Jett walked on and applied for American Idol? And that was her shot at Hollywood. That was her right. shot at fucking stardom. They'd be like, your voice is trash. Right. That is crazy. You can't man. fucking sing. Yeah. You know, like, like my favorite, my favorite singers have the most unconventional voices. I mean, my right. favorite band of all time is, is Say Anything. And Max Bemis has the most unique, by no means is it a great voice, but it's so perfect for like the music that they produce, you right. know? Right. And it's just, it's just a shame that auto tune and it's just fame and everyone's, everyone's out for fame, no matter what it is. And you got, you got a kid that's like, yo, I will fucking eat dog shit on YouTube because it's going to make me fucking famous. Right. You right. know? Yeah. And then comedies, comedies killed in the act too. Like I, my biggest thing for really getting off Facebook is really the skits that I see on Facebook and these Instagram influencers that find one bit that they get a million views and then they just recycle it. They right. recycle it over right. and over again. The same fucking concept with maybe like one or two characters change it, over and over again. And we eat it up. Yo, like we're just so simple yes, minded. Anyway. Yes. Yes. It's, it's the same shit. Yeah. Over and over again. The monotony. It's just like, give me a fucking break. It's like even memes. I love memes. I love memes, but I'm sick <laughs> of seeing this. I'm sick of seeing the same fucking memes, you know, like, um, What's the one that's just popping right now? I'm not even going to lie, because of course now I'm thinking about it and I'm like laughing on the inside. I don't know who chose this meme with the, the old Spider-Man characters. Have you seen that? Oh, the squad? Yo, the squad. <laughs> Yo, it's like, I want to hate on that shit so bad, but every single time I see it, I'm like, Yo, this shit's fucking hilarious. But to go off what you're saying, yo, um, are you familiar with, with Frank Zappa? Mm-hmm. Do you remember? Frank Zappa. All right, so Frank Zappa, there was this clip that surfaced. Uh, one, of, one of my favorite uh, hip-hop producers, Knife Wonder, shared this video of Frank Zappa from back in the 70s. Frank Zappa was pretty much talking about how, and it was interesting to hear Frank Zappa in the 70s talk about this. And of course, I'm looking on my phone right now to make sure it was the 70s, because I'm like, when did he die? I hope it wasn't 69, because this would be no, fucking he, embarrassing. He died in like the 90s, I think. That's what I thought. Okay, cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah I do that the whole time. Um, uh, <laughs> But nah, Frank Zappa, there's this video of him talking about how the, the music industry is changing. He was like, you know, when, you know, back in the day, you would be in the studio and you would Lay, you would lay down a song and you know the the record exec would be the guy that's that's in the in the in the uh next to the engineer with the the big hat and the cigar and he's like you know i don't know if this is gonna work but we're gonna try it out and he was like nowadays we have these young punk punk hipsters that are like oh well i don't like this so i don't think anybody else will like it so to go Dude. off what you were saying about Joan Jett, that is interesting. If Joan Jett was out here today, if even a fucking Miles Davis, no, or not, no, yeah. I'm sorry, not, not, not Miles Davis, I'm sorry, Louis, Louis, Armstrong, Louis Armstrong, Louis fucking Armstrong, if he was out here today, people would probably be like, this motherfucker's trash, fam. Yeah. You know, I, I feel like you, 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 you eat up what's put in front of you. Mm-hmm. If it, people don't know how to... Even with music, man, when it when it comes to me, like me, I'm I've been on my metal shit lately. I've been listening to metal music. I've been listening to thrash metal, doom metal, uh, fucking death metal. With so many subgenres of metal, apparently, I'm learning this. But 
I never had, I, I, I don't listen to the radio. I, the music that I listen to, I listen to shit that I like. I don't listen to shit that everybody likes. I listen, I, I need to find my own identity. I need to find something that's going to make me feel better. I'm not going to listen to something that somebody, oh, check this song out. This is the new shit. Oh, I like this shit because it's the new shit. No, I'm not going to like it. And, and you know what, maybe, maybe I sound a little pessimistic. I'm open-minded. I'll give it a chance, but I don't know, bro. It's just, it, it's hard to buy into it anymore. You know, it, it's, right. it, it's hard to buy into it because it's kind of like what you said. Um, you know, it's, it's some guy that's saying, I don't like that. No one's taking chances realistically on the, on the big, on a big spectrum. Right. right. So um, I don't know if anyone listens to a uh, million dollars worth of game uh, with Gilly the Kid and Walla 267, but they just talked about this on the last episode about how DJs, especially in like the, they, they, they focused on rap, but it's not about them chasing down the next new thing. You know, radio is just playing what's safe anymore. So you're not really going to find anything raw or unique on the radio. No one's taking chances. I don't really think DJs anymore have any freedom right. to be like, you know, I, I heard on Stern fucking two weeks ago, he was playing the best of and John Bon Jovi. He got big because he, he got a DJ to play his shit when he was a nobody. Right. Right. DJs aren't playing nobodies anymore. Exactly. So yeah. what are you going to get from the what are you going to get from the radio? A fucking clone. <laughs> That's it. Yeah. That's it. But I, I wouldn't say it's dead. That's right. why I like saying that we're killing it. Because, you know, just for me, I'm a, I'm, a, I'm a lover of comedy and I'm a lover of like true form comedy. So just to give a shout out so I don't like this miserable prick, there's a show on Netflix um, called I Think You Should Leave. Oh, my God. Thank you so much for bringing that up. Oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. I've been terrorizing my wife with this show. I enjoy it so much. And she's like, yo, it's funny, but it's not that funny. And I'm like, yo, are you serious? Tim Robinson's yeah. fucking hilarious. He, I, 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 I don't even know where to start, man. Oh I my know. goodness. It's so different. It's so unique. It's so, and it's like, and that's the difference between sketch comedy like that and skits like, skits like that you see on Facebook and Instagram where it's like, okay, people are laughing at this. So let me make a carbon copy of this. Right. And you could tell with, with Tim Robinson, everything he does is like, at the very least, me and my friends who wrote this found this funny. So right. we're going to fucking do it. And if anyone oh else God. laughs, let them. And yeah. oh man, it's like that, that show is the greatest gift we've gotten this year easily. Thank you so much. I'm so glad that, that you even spoke on that show, yo. And I'm real quick. Cause we just going to talk about you. The one, cause we were just talking about music. Remember the one skit mm-hmm. where his, his buddies, they're, they're in the studio <laughs> And, and, and the guy's like, I their need bones something. Their bones are their money. <laughs> yo, he said, you said something about their bones and their money like three times. He was like, yo, I was just trying to like follow your lead. And at the one point, what is what does the guy say? He's like, he calls the guy and he's like, well, let's say his name was Billy. He's like, so yeah, Billy. And he's like, well, which one of us? He's like, wait, both of your names are Billy. He's like, no, which is why I'm so fucking confused, yo. <laughs> Their bones are their money. They're the... Yo, he's hilarious, man. Yo, I never watched Detroiters because apparently he was on Detroiters. Oh, yeah, the, no, the I never on... heard of it. Yeah, Detroiters was on Comedy Central. The the one black dude that's on the show every now and then, he was in like Neighbors 2. He was trying to move oh. into the house. That guy. 
So him, so Tim Robinson and that guy apparently were on Detroiters, which was the Comedy Central show. But I'm so glad I I had no idea who Tim Robinson was, man. And I'm so glad that show kept their fucking bones are their money. Like that shit, that shit just pops in my head sometimes. And I just start laughing. I'm like, yo, people just don't get it, man. No, man. Oh, it's so good. Or the baby of the year. Yo, baby of the fucking year. I hope you fucking yeah, die. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yo, um, hold up. What was the the, other, the fucking motorcycle one, yo? The fuck? When he's like, he's like, uh, 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 two motorcycles with a house in it. He was like, motorcycle with no motor. Okay, okay. Where's my wife at, man? Where is she at, yo? She's probably rolling her eyes outside of the outside of the room, my man. Shit. I don't know about you, bro. I'm in this damn back room of my house right. and I'm like sweating my ass off. I took my shirt off like five minutes ago. I probably look, I'm so glad this isn't like a video kind of oh, blog. No. Cause I would look pretty fucking gross right now. Bill. Yeah, no, I don't look, I don't look good. I don't look good right now. I got my own little room to record in. I have, I'm a big fan of horror movies and I, and I, I had a house just with horror posters up everywhere. Yeah. And then I got engaged and I live with, you know, my fiance and she said that shit ain't going up in my house. So oh. I get to keep it condensed in this room okay all right it's your happy place yeah yeah i get to do whatever the fuck i want in this room let me tell you something cool i've had uncrustable wrappers on the floor for a month oh my god i've never what are those the uh the 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 peanut butter and jelly joints yeah i've never had one i've never had oh they're great they're great in a jam also uncrustables (laughs) if you want to sponsor us you know contact us and we don't have an email yet but we will and speaking of which, and we'll tell you how to contact us. Speaking of peanut butter, do you remember that line back in? And uh, I remember back in it was our freshman year. We had Miss Emhoff, and I remember mm-hmm. I told you about that. I was watching this battle rap one time, and this one rapper was like, "What does he say? He say something about peanut butter and jelly. You get jammed in the jiffy. You remember that? You remember <laughs> yeah. that? Why do I remember lines like that? I think I remember. remember I came sharp. Oh no! What's that? What's that? Please, Sharp from Chester. He was the rapper from Chester. Oh my god! I don't yes, remember. I do. It's about the dude that they used to play any his, of his music. Yo, they used to play his one song, and I remember it was after Junior Prom, and I remember we went back to mm-hmm. the Ambrosios, and they just kept playing that one fucking song by Sharp, and I, I remember. I, I can't remember any of them. The only line good. that I've never forgotten, just like the Jiffy thing, is dressed in all black like Batman. Let's get to Robin, and it's stuck in my head. Oh my years. god! You know how many people have used that whole Batman and Robin, like Gatman and Robin, Sharp? Oh, wow, man. is he still alive? I don't know. I don't even know if we got to get Sharp on the next show. Alive. We got to get. We got to. Yeah, Sharp, <laughs> if you want to sponsor us, right? Right. Contact us. Yeah. Um. Real quick, you said horror movies, man. Horror movies. Yeah. You like horror movies? I know you like horror movies. Have you seen Hereditary? Hereditary is the best movie of 2018. Thank you. Thank you. No oh questions asked. I cannot oh wait God. for Midsummer. Oh my I won't argue with Brian. anyone. It's not worth the stress. Brian, you I just like, saw. You don't like it. I just saw the trailer to Midsummer yesterday, and I was like, "Oh my God, this shit's gonna be wild. It's gonna be wild, yeah. yo!" And because Hereditary, yes, you're right. That was the best movie, best horror movie that I've seen in the fucking since The Conjuring. I love The Conjuring, the first one. I love The Conjuring. Um, yeah. But hereditary, I was like, that shit set the bar. And I, I feel like that was one of those. That was like a, I guess, would you say it was a psychological horror? Th- I, I don't know. It was something about it. It really, that movie freaked me the fuck out. I remember 
me and my lady were watching that shit, and I don't want to. Is, is it too early to spoil shit? Can we spoil Hereditary? I, I, I think I don't know, man, because okay, I, I don't well, think it is. But at the same time, like well, part of the part of the power to that movie is is the scene that you want to spoil so bad. Because I had no idea they they marketed a completely different. Right, movie. So are we talking about happened. when the son when the son comes back from the party and the yes. mom comes out? That freaked me out. I was yeah. like that that was that was unexpected. You see the trailers and you expect this character to be throughout the whole movie, like they were. Mm-hmm. And then when that happens, within what half an hour of the movie, twenty five yeah, minutes hour. of the movie, and then they show the shit, and it's like, yeah. oh, but real quick, that was Tony Collette's one of her best fucking just performances yeah, that was amazing and apparently she set the bar high because this female lead in the next movie apparently follows her footsteps with with intense like with that kind of delivery and it's like that's the kind of shit i mean tony collette made some fucking weird ass faces in that she was freaky in that <laughs> you know like she was believable though like even the, the conversations that were in it i you know as i tell people when i when i try to get people to watch that shit I'm like certain parts of that movie. I felt like I shouldn't have been. I felt like I was sitting in on a family while they were grieving, and I yeah. felt like I shouldn't be there. It was like this is going down. Maybe I should fucking skedaddle or some shit. But yeah, man, it was it was powerful. Great powerful movie. I'm so sure. glad. See, this is why we do a podcast, man. Because you just you saying <laughs> you saying everything that I want to hear right now. This is awesome. So at least someone's satisfied. Yeah. If no one yeah. else is satisfied with this, I'm glad you. I'm, I'm the one guy. Yeah. I'm that. I'm that <laughs> one guy. It's like the one person that likes all your Facebook posts. That is me right now, yo. Hell yeah. So why don't you? Uh, why don't you start us off with the with the next segment? Okay. So the next segment, I'm still. I'm still. It's a working title, but I want it to be called Stereotypo. Ooh. It's corny, right? It's pretty fucking corny. No, I, I like it. I like it. I was telling Brian I wanted to um, take notes for this, but I was like, I think I'm just going to wing it on this one. All right, so the first one, basically this segment called Stereotypo, and as we go on with this, I really want to um, highlight a bunch of stupid fucking stuff. I'm a black guy. I'm sick of feeling like I'm limited to so much because that's not what I'm supposed to be doing. So, Stereotypo, man. Um, one of my favorite... Uh, Instagram comedians, it's a dude named King Batch. I don't know if you're familiar with him. King Batch uh, released a video recently of, it's very funny. He's like, pretty much the premise was how it sounds, as a black guy, how it sounds talking to someone white. So he goes up to this white lady and he's like, hey, how you doing? My name's Andrew, Andrew Batch, you know, blah, 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 blah. Just real, you know, calm and collected. And this woman hears him and he's like, yo, what's up, girl? Yo, what you know what I'm saying? Blah, blah. You know, typical kind of shit. Um, and it, I guess it frustrates me. I've always been challenged in, in my youth, you know, and growing up in somewhere like Aston and, you know, I almost feel like a, a, a science project almost. I get around people or like a Martian more like, you know, get around people and they hear me talk and they're like, oh, well, you know, you don't act black because of how you talk. And I'm like, how does one, how much can you gauge off of how I talk? Because I talk uh, 
proper, quote unquote, proper? Does that mean that I am a black Republican? Does that mean that I, you know what I mean? Like what, what really brings out the stereotype? What am I supposed to talk like? Um, and it's frustrating. I mean, as you know, like we talk about like Mr. Hemphill. Remember Mr. Hemphill? That racist motherfucker. I was hoping you were gonna bring him. Yeah, up. yeah. I'll never forget. He used to tell you this was our teacher too. This is our, our teacher. teacher. This is our teacher. Say, Khalil, you're not black. Yeah, you are not black. You are a white kid. Blah blah blah. And, and he failed us. And so he, yeah. Khalil, <laughs> Yo, if you want real. to sponsor us, no, for exactly. Fuck you. We're good. Keep it moving, buddy. <laughs> um, I always thought is even even in that statement itself. You know when he said that, and I remember that he was saying at the time that he was in Chester. And a lot of uh, troubled black youth that he worked with talked a certain way. So when he, you know, uh, made a conscious decision to kind of single me out and criticize me for how I was talking. And at the time, Brian, how was I like 15? 15, 16. So it 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 was almost like, what do you want? It was like, do you want me to like perpetuate that stereotype? Should I, are you not? content with who I am does does this not work for you you know what I mean like does the way that I'm talking the way that I'm acting the way that I'm carrying myself does it not work for you um and what what people don't understand and I I learned it from my own experiences if you stayed and you grew up in in West Philly and right and, and I'm not saying that you would sound stereotypical black or anything like that yeah. but you would sound different because right. we, For we sure. emulate things. Right. I moved down here. I don't say water anymore. I say right. water. I, right. I don't have that Delco trash accent right. that I grew up with. I right. had that accent for 20-something years. And then you move down to a different state. You start to emulate that. You start to emulate the people you're around. Right. You know, it's it, it has nothing to do with race. It has nothing to do with creed. It just happens to do with your environment that you're in and how everyone exactly. around you sounds. Exactly. Um, yeah, so, I mean, it is frustrating. I guess some days I get frustrated. Um Thinking about that, I have two younger brothers, um, 13 and 15, and these guys are so unique and they they remind me of myself. They're, they're, you know, black youth, um, feel like they don't have to feed into certain stereotypes. They like what they like and it makes them who they are. And I, I guess it's unfortunate to think that, you know, I, I conquered that battle already. You know, I, I finally come to peace with myself and being like, look, man, Khalil, you're going to be who you're going to be. And some motherfuckers aren't going to like you. Some motherfuckers going to have ignorant shit to say. The ignorant people are probably people that you don't want in your circle anyway. So does it really matter? Um, I think it is unfortunate, man. And and uh, I guess I, I expected to have more to say on this topic, but I guess some days I get so damn exhausted talking about it all the time, but it, it is frustrating and it goes, it's not just about, but this isn't just a black thing, I guess for, you know, this being our first episode of this podcast, it goes for anything. It goes for Indian people. Some Indian people that are Americanized and people be like, Oh, you're a sellout. You're not Indian anymore. Asian people. Oh, well you don't talk like Asian. It's, it's offensive. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, like uh, Indians, you're supposed to talk like Apu. You're Asian, you're supposed to talk like Khan off King of the Hill. You know what I mean? It's <laughs> like we, we, we 
I don't know. It, it, it's a shame to think in 2019, we still kind of put these labels on people. I feel like we've come a long way and we should just, it, I think it says a lot about your social setting. Um, if you're in a box, if you're not, if you're not cultured, I guess you don't know what to expect. I guess if you're not cultured, you expect all black folks to be what you see on BET. You know what I mean? And the same thing could go for, you know, anybody else, man. I don't know, man. It's, it's, it's frustrating. No, no, dude, I fucking feel you. So another one of our segments we like to do is it's called I'm afraid. Um, And the reason that I thought of the segment is I, I suffer from severe, severe crippling anxiety, social anxiety, um, sometimes paranoia. I, 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 I live my life in a lot of fear. And I notice that, you know, sometimes people look at anxiety like it's a disorder, but I, I tend to look at it like a survival tactic sometimes. And it helps you kind of better see the world and better prepare yourself for the world. And some of my fears are going to be very introspective and some of them are going to be very deep. Some of them are just going to be physical fear. So that brings us to our segment. I'm afraid. I'm afraid. And what I'm afraid of today is alligators terrified of alligators are you really florida oh buddy let me tell you something alligators are they're on the up here they are everywhere are they like deer they're they're like deer except they can kill you right and here's here's what here's what i'm trying to say to people is is what do you do if an alligator attacks you khalil die (laughs) die yeah yeah you gal, you you gotta you gotta gouge its eye. You gotta just go. That's the most sensitive part of an alligator. And I read this because I was so afraid of alligators. And I look at it, I say, All right, you gotta get the eye. You gotta get the eye. Here's the thing: you're reading in the book. You say, "Ooh, an alligator! You gotta gouge the eye." You don't think about it for four years. Alligator gets you. You're not thinking. Go for the eye. Exactly. You That's know? what I was about to say. I'm like, and especially if you're being <coughs> submerged by if the, if the alligator is bringing you underwater and doing that spinny shit i'm pretty sure you're gonna be death roll yeah you're gonna be pretty disoriented i don't think you're gonna know where the fucking eye is you might put your finger in its butthole for you know yeah but here's the thing every once a week i ask jade what do you do an alligator get you you get the eye you know what i mean so i'm constantly training myself i'm gonna be able to take on an alligator should that time ever come but the best way to avoid an alligator attack is to avoid alligators don't go in swampy water. Avoid it best you can. But I'm saying sometimes they can climb fences. You don't know. There's alligators with that people are finding blocking their front door. An alligator wait. broke into someone's house two weeks ago. Wait, broke wait. in. What? Yeah. Look up alligator climbing fence. Those wait a minute. Wait a minute. I thought. Oh, hell no, man. What? Let me see. In man. Texas, a woman took a photo of an alligator swimming with a huge knife in its head. Wow. It didn't even look the least bit. Yeah. Wow. It's no joke. Oh my God. Hold on. I'm looking this up right now. Alligator climbing fence. Get the fuck out of here. It's no joke, dude. Oh, that's terrifying, yo. That's what I'm saying. I live in alligator heaven. So. Oh my God. I'm afraid What's of a- alligators. Yo, this fucking thing climbs fences better than a lot of people. Oh my goodness. Yeah. That's the thing. When 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 Disney was catching blacklash, that's how I found out. Because when that kid got eaten by an alligator, they said, we, we try to get alligators out best we can, but they can climb fences. There's no way you can really keep an alligator out of water. Oh my goodness. 
Wow. And now some are found in the ocean. Like they're they're listen, they're plotting. Bro, and that's that's terrifying. Wow. It's no joke. It's no joke. So we appreciate everyone for listening. Um, now that we're getting towards the end, I do think it's important for everyone to continue to learn about history. It doesn't always have to be deep, but I, I wanted to do something where it's today in history and today wouldn't actually be today that we're recording. Let me double check. The day in history will be Monday, the 24th, which is today for the people listening now. Um, Melissa Drexler, AKA the prom mom was charged with killing her newborn in 1997. Did you ever hear this story? Cause no, I, I didn't, did I had to look it up. I did. So, so this girl covered up her pregnancy, the entire pregnancy. She kept the secret from the baby's father, from her parents, and her new boyfriend, right? The baby was five. She, or I'm sorry, not the baby. She was five foot, seven inches tall, weighing 130 pounds. She showed no signs of pregnancy. So the day of her senior prom, her water broke. She was oh, suffering God. cramps on the way to the banquet hall. So she gets to the prom. She goes straight to the restroom. The baby's born in about 15, 30 minutes. She takes the baby from the toilet bowl, cuts the umbilical cord, right? Wraps the baby in garbage sacks and throws it in a bundle of trash. And then she goes back to the dance. And according to witnesses, she exhibited indications as someone enjoying their prom, which I just thought was a great, like, a great witness testimony. Right, right. (laughs) Hold like up. She was cha-cha sliding. And it right, was, right, like, it right. <laughs> Hold up. The thing that, that confused me now, look, I remember prom. I remember prom, all right? I remember everybody dipping off to the bathroom, doing fucking lines of coke and fucking and, and, and boozing. So you telling me this lady went into the bathroom, into the restroom, and gave birth to a baby 15 to 30 minutes she spent in this bed and nobody was in there? Nobody knew what the fuck was going on? Nobody, nobody came in. People probably thought she was taking a shit. Prom was you know? probably prom was lit. It was. What was this like? You said this is the nineties. Yeah, yeah, nineteen ninety seven. Oh my goodness! Wow. Yeah, that's so awful. The, so the poor bastard that found it was a janitor. Oh, I thought you meant the. I thought you meant the kid. You said the poor bastard. I was like, well, oh, the kid's also a poor bastard. Pretty hard. <laughs> Obviously. Do we have the kid Both on literally and have, emotionally? Do we have the kid on the line right now? He, <laughs> did he make it? Jesus. Did he make no, it? No, he didn't make it. Oh, he didn't make awful. it. That's awful. Yeah, yeah. Cut that out. Cut that out, yo. <laughs> it's staying. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, the janitor responded to uh, reports of blood in the restroom. And then he became suspicious of the weight of the trash bag, which, like, there's only only a janitor would have found this baby. You know what I mean? Right. Like, right. Like, I'm sure, I'm sure your wife is the same as my fiance. I get yelled at all the time. Get the trash out. Take the trash out. Sometimes the bag's heavier than it should be. I never inspect it. Right. I just chalk it up to maybe, you know, I don't know. Maybe she threw out a broken glass. I don't know. I'm just gonna right. throw this out. All you right. know, only a janitor is like, I need to get to the right, bottom. Right, right, right. <laughs> oh my god. That's fucking wild, yo. Yeah. That sounds pretty traumatizing. Do you think he's like used to seeing shit like that? You think that was the first baby he probably found or you think it's just another day at the office for him? I mean, I I don't, I don't know how many babies he's come across, but I don't think, I mean, I, I think that since I can't get suspended for it, I was so destined, so desperate for friends uh, growing up that Matt Zimbruski, we already mentioned him in the earlier in second grade, convinced me to take a shit in the urinal, you know, so I'm sure he's seen some shit, you know, oh like, my God. I'm sure he's had some rough days. I, uh, I, yeah, I don't know yeah. if this is any worse than the other. Um, 
the 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 more the most upsetting part of this story aside from the the baby dying was she was originally charged with murder she kept a plea deal of manslaughter and was sentenced to 15 years in prison she only served three and then was released on parole that's unbelievable wow it's well no it is believable i was about to say that 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 doesn't that sounds right so wait a minute so she got out um, she got out 2000 so do you think she do you think she went to mom prom to like make up for it (laughs) maybe maybe do you think she's listening right now aston barnaby's mom prom (laughs) (laughs) that's awful yo but like i mean i guess it's pretty fucked up to think that she probably took an oath with her friends like nothing is gonna stop us from enjoying prom that's like a premise of like a comedy movie but then it takes a dark turn like nothing's gonna stop us from enjoying prom and then like the then she gets pregnant and it's like what are you gonna do and her friends before she goes in the bathroom they're like so what are you gonna do you know yeah. what you gotta do right <laughs> she goes so in. i got the perfect teen hit for the summer right, right. It's, oh it's my prom. goodness but bro. this woman finds out she's pregnant she doesn't know what to do she's uh, got to enjoy a senior prom so what yo. happens she delivers the baby and throws it out does it survive no it doesn't oh my god yo Tarantino's gonna fucking do that, man. He's gonna do it like he's doing the fucking uh, what's the one movie? Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Uh, yeah. Ay, damn, man. Well, that's crazy. Well, thank you for shedding light on that. I cannot wait to talk with my better half about that because I'm pretty sure she remembers that when it happened. So, yeah. So Melissa Drexler, fuck you. Melissa You're a Drexler, scumbag. You're still a bitch. And thank you, you for everyone that made it this far. You know, this is a, this is our first attempt. A lot of trial and error. We'll, we'll try. Yeah, no, I'm not gonna oh, we try. I'm gonna we keep will. doing this. Yeah, we gonna we're gonna keep it, doing man. it the way we want to do it. Yeah, fuck yeah, so, fuck yeah. If you want to take the ride, take the ride, my guy. Um, follow us on Instagram. Fuck yeah, Who they Live podcast. Who they Live theme, theme song coming soon. Theme song coming soon. Oh yeah. Hopefully next next episode we'll have a nice theme song written by Khalil himself, and uh, we'll actually have a website up by then too. So so stay tuned next week. Sounds good.